Okay, well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's Todd Coconado podcast, otherwise known as The Remnant. And uh, I'm so glad that you're here. It is uh, 2-8-2021, and this is one of actually two shows that we're going to do today. This is the regular show, and then I also am going to interview Kirk Cameron this afternoon. Uh, so I wanted to do a regular show because I know many people tune in to hear uh, the kind of conversations that we have, which I'm not going to be able to have with Kurt. I'll just be honest with you. I know Kurt, he's a great guy, but if I start talking about the globalist cabal or some of the things that we talk about on this show, he probably would go silent or uh, divert that conversation for uh, another time because I don't think he wants to be discussing those things. Not that he's not a great guy that doesn't understand those things. I just think that uh, he has to be careful in his ministry. I have a little bit different type of ministry, and that's why you're here is because we talk about these things that others are either afraid to talk about, don't want to talk about, but they are, they are reality in our world. And, uh, and so that's what I want to talk about today. Many people in the United States, not everybody, but many people watched the Super Bowl yesterday. Now, I will tell you, I found it quite interesting. Many people on my social media were blatantly saying, I'm not watching the Super Bowl because I've turned my back on the NFL because of all the things that they've done over the course of the last few years. And I just want to commend those Patriots. I appreciate you. Um, you did uh, stand by your word and, and you didn't watch the Super Bowl. And that's great. Uh, I didn't watch the game myself. I watched, I'll tell you what I watched. I watched the first couple of minutes just to kind of see what they were going to do. And to my surprise, within five minutes of the, of the broadcast or so, there's Joe Biden, the what I call fake president, the quote-unquote president. There he is with his wife and uh, just, you know, trying to mainstream Joe Biden. Like, here we are. You know, it's amazing how Joe Biden gets that little cameo there in the Super Bowl. But I don't, I don't recall the same love for President Donald Trump, who's, by the way, the president that loved our country more than any other president that I can think of in my lifetime. Um, a man who was a patriot, a man who absolutely loved the American people, and I think would have gotten a great cheer from the American people. By the way, there were some boos in the audience for Joe Biden. Um, but I thought to myself, well, here we go. This is a, a total propaganda globalist event, and I knew it. And that's that's why I tuned in for the first couple of minutes, because I just wanted to see how blatant they would be. Now, again, if you watch the whole game, I'm not here to judge or condemn you. I, you know, I have some big football fans in my family, and so I know some of my closest relatives and people I love were watching the game. I'm not here to judge or condemn you. For me personally, I just have been uh, have so much disdain for the way that the NFL and uh, the and, and some franchise are different than others, but the overall NFL leadership and the way that they have uh, just really uh, pushed an agenda for BLM, which is not that Black Lives Matter, but for BLM Inc. And uh, by the way, they're giving them millions and millions of dollars. And uh, we saw, you know, a message from from those that did watch the game. They told me, Todd, there was, you know, a message of, um, you know, Black Lives Matter throughout the the Super Bowl. And some people didn't see it because it was a uh, it was an underlining message. It wasn't so in our face because I think they knew that people were going to be looking. Uh, but but that's what people said is there was an un underlining message. Now I tuned back in. I went out with my wife for a while. I came back and uh, actually my dad was watching the game. I'm going to be honest with you guys. My own father, he's a he's a football fan, so he's watching the the uh, the game. And you know he he's one of these guys that's from the old school generation and really has not been awakened to um, 
the cabal and a lot of the in-depth research that many of us have done. You know, I was talking to my wife yesterday. It's been 20 years that I've been studying the globalists. And that's probably why when I see a false flag or I see certain things, you know, they if you study anybody, a person, God, if you study, I mean, I've been studying the, the word of God for many more years, even that, but, you know, studying the cabal, when you study a any anything for that period of time, you become kind of an expert on it because you get to see patterns and behaviors and certain, you know, uh, consistencies that end up showing the same type of either behaviors or patterns or uh, you know, a way that they maneuver, in other words. And so when I see a false flag or when I see a major news event these days, oftentimes it'll it'll ring an alarm bell in my head because I'll recall something similar or another time when they did a similar type of event that, you know, so like, for instance, the Nashville bombing, you know, the Nashville bombing, the way that the, what I've learned with a lot of these cabal events is, is that there's always an initial narrative and then it ends up changing. Now, of course, that could just be explained where, you know, the news doesn't know what's going on and whatever. But you have to listen to what the initial witnesses say because there's a lot of things there that will not later get repeated as they start crafting their, what I call their mainstream narrative. And so, and then once that mainstream narrative is crafted, they they don't often change it. So even if a lot of evidence comes out from truth seekers and people that are what I call citizen journalists that are on the ground and whatnot, they'll most likely stay to the mainstream narrative because that is the narrative that they desired to be the the narrative that they would repeat over and over again. And then what they do is they have an echo chamber, which is the mainstream corporate media that I always like to point out is at least 90% owned by five or six corporations, depending on which uh, article you read. People sometimes say, well, it's really six. Okay, so we'll just say six. So 90% owned by six corporations. That's uh, very concerning, right? And those corporations are, are globalist corporations that have an agenda and go in line with the globalists. So um, the reporting, I mean, look at Jeff Bezos, for instance. He's supposedly stepping down, and many people are pointing to this. Why is he stepping down? But you got to think about it. Jeff Bezos owns um, not only Amazon, but the Washington Post. And the Washington Post has become literally a mouthpiece megaphone for the deep state. Whenever they want to get a hit piece out, especially during the Trump era, they would use the Washington Post. They'd use the New York Times. They'd use the same uh, deep state propaganda outlets and they'd put out their hit piece. And then the other ones would just echo, 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 echo. And that's what they do. So they have so many, and I don't know if you've ever seen that infographic that shows how everything's connected. It's pretty amazing to look at. But when you see the connectivity level of these deep state outlets and how many of them there are, then you can understand. And and by the way, they also have what I call controlled opposition, which are uh, like Fox News, for instance. Let's just look at the Murdochs. You know, Fox News was, was everybody thought they were so conservative and no one had any issues with Fox. I just actually did a radio interview yesterday with a Fox affiliate in Knoxville. And no joke, some of the people that are on my page were like, why did you do something with Fox? Well, you know, let me just give a, an answer to that. You know, I, I don't think all Fox is bad. I know some of the people on Fox that are that are radio hosts. And those are just people like, you know, me that are just out there speaking the truth. And they happen to be paid by Fox. So you can't say that everybody's bad. Like Sean Hannity, for instance. I don't think Sean Hannity is a bad guy. You know, I don't think Judge Janine's a bad person. You know, I don't think Maria Bartolono is a bad person. Now, those people are getting ixnade. Uh, we look at what happened with Lou Dobbs. I mean, they're they're cutting them out more and more. So, 
you know, Fox as a, as a corporation, I don't agree with their leadership and I know that they're deep state. So they are controlled opposition, but that doesn't mean if Fox news calls me, I'm not going to get on there. Why would I not get on there? Because then I have an opportunity to speak the truth on that channel unless they edit me out. Right. So, you know, I, I just want to be careful because it's the same thing with social media, with Facebook. People say, we've got to get off Facebook. The only reason I tell people, follow me on Telegram, follow me on my website, toddcoconado.com or rmntnews.com, and I, I say it over and over again, is because I know that there's going to be a day. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be a year from now. I don't know when it's going to be. But at some point, they're going to say that Todd Coconado's content is not in line with our community standards. And at some point, they most likely will censor people like me. Now, if they don't, that's great. I mean, I don't think I'm so crazy with the things that I'm posting. I'm posting factual, true things. But we know that in this age, uh, it kind of reminds me of the saying, in the age of universal deceit. You know, we're, we're in an age of universal deceit, honestly. And um, telling the truth is now a crime. So, uh, you know, they, they're going to try to silence people that are truth tellers. And, and, and again, it goes back to that mainstream narrative. You know, they craft a mainstream narrative. They probably have a think tank. And, and what they do, it's just like, like for instance, with Nashville, uh, you know, and many people say, well, Ty, why don't you talk about what actually happened in Nashville? Well, because we haven't exactly gotten 100% proof on our on our information yet. So I don't want to go out there with what I've heard about happened in Nashville, but I will tell you it's different than the mainstream narrative with the bomb I'm talking about that happened downtown. Uh, this I heard from people that are in the intel community that kind of leaked some things to me, but I don't want to go public with those things because I don't know. I'm not able to verify it 100%. And again, I don't want to be a conspiracy person that's just telling you things. You know, there's a lot of people doing that that just have all these different things they're talking about. U.S. is a corporation and Trump is going to get inaugurated on, you know, March 3rd. Hey, that's great. Like, we would love to see that. I hope he does. But I, I can't verify that information. And so I want to have, like I always say, a long-term relationship with you. I don't want to have a short-term relationship where we just say a bunch of promising nice things and things that you guys want to hear, and then you find out they're not true. Now, there'll be times when I say something and it doesn't end up going on that way. It doesn't end up the way that we thought it would end up, but that's different. You know my intention there. But if I'm reporting something as, hey, this is a fact, this is the way it is, and then it ends up not being that hurts my credibility and that hurts our relationship because then your trust in what I say, you 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 then might say, hey, does this guy have uh, you know ulterior motives or is he trying to build a following or do some type of uh, clickbait instead of actually being a truth teller? So I want you know I want to stay true to what that means as not only as a pastor and a man of God but as a truth teller, and so that's why I don't talk about certain things that I hear until I'm able to verify. So, for instance, what I was able to verify, I'll give you an example. I was able to verify that the uh, situation at the Capitol, that some are calling an insurrection, it wasn't, uh, but, you know, th that was a staged event. That was a pre-planned event. It had nothing to do with Donald Trump. It was a, a planned event. It was something that the deep state did as a false flag, and they initiated a false flag where they put in agent provocateurs and enough people to agitate those that were there that may have been Trump supporters, but maybe they were like 1% of the Trump supporters that were prone to get involved in some type of violence or you know, even to be uh, allured into the Capitol. And so there, what I always say is there was about 150 uh, bad actors there, and then there was about another 150 or around 200 uh, people that followed those bad actors. And they was, those were just people that you know, kind of follow the crowd and they weren't thinking for themselves. They weren't realized. They just thought they were going on a little tour inside the Capitol. But the people that were doing the violent acts that were breaking the windows and all that, those were Asian provocateurs. And the news has completely 
suppress that type of reporting, at least what they call the mainstream news, they continue to say that it was Trump supporters. And they, so again, they stick to their mainstream narrative. See, that's a perfect example. So at the Capitol, the mainstream media came up with a, what they call a narrative, their narrative, their, their story. And that's what they repeat over and over and over again in the echo chamber, you know, Trump supporters, Trump supporters, the word insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. And they, and they just absolutely, um, you know, put that into the head of Americans. So low information people or people that don't do their due diligence of research or people that lack discernment or people that listen to, uh, you know, the mainstream news as if they're God, I call them the prophets of Baal. But those people are going to really believe, yes, that's what happened. And unfortunately, even some people in the, on the Republican side, you know, on the, in the Congress, I mean, look at those congressional, uh, those people in the Congress, those Republican congressmen that went ahead and voted for Trump to be impeached. I mean, can you imagine that? Because that's where they're getting their news. That's where they're getting information. They lack discernment and uh, they believe. And, and so that's what I say about Fox. Fox is controlled opposition. There are controlled opposition outlets out there. That's why we started rmntnews.com or Remnant News. And, and people say, you know, sometimes I can't find the website. It's very easy. Just put www.rmntnews.com ntnews.com. It's just remnant without the vowels. Or you can even put theremnantnews.com, theremnantnews.com, or remnant.news. All of those will get you to the site. And if that is too complicated, then go to toddcoconado.com, myname.com. And the same information is actually posted there. So we've made this very easy, but for some reason it's still hard. And so some people said, I can't get your podcast. I don't know how to get there. And I understand, listen, my dad is really, you know, he's not a tech savvy person and I get it. You know, we have all different ages listening to this broadcast. I'm not by any means making fun of anybody. Listen, I have my own challenges in many different areas. I actually happen to be pretty good with the internet with, with technology, but there's some other areas that I'm not good at that maybe you're good at. So I'm not making fun of you, but if it is hard to get to the podcast, then just go to literally the website, www.remnantpodcastnetwork.com. Three words, remnantpodcastnetwork.com. And we're posting the podcast there every day. Uh, so it's a really easy place. And that way you don't have to worry about apps or you know you don't have to download anything on your phone. You can just find the show every day. Make it super easy for you guys. So that's what we're trying to do because we want to streamline this. We want to make it easy. A lot of people have said, we just need somebody that we can trust. And that's what we want to, we want to be, uh, you know, an outlet that you can trust, that you know our intentions, that you know our heart as we're battling this globalist deep sea. So let's get back to the cabal now. So, uh, you know, I mentioned a couple of things about the cabal, studying them, knowing their mannerisms, knowing their behaviors, you know, seeing certain events. Like I said, uh, two, I, m I mentioned two of them, the Nashville bombing. And I mentioned the capital, what they call insurrection, which was definitely a false flag. Now, I have not been able to verify 100% that the Nashville bombing was a false flag, but I have gotten information that would lead me down that path and say that that probably is the case. So a lot of weird things like that. So when you see, I call them events. When you see an event like that, the first thing that I do is question the event because I want to see, okay, what's going on here? Let's get the facts. Let's listen to the people. Let's listen to the witnesses. You know, why would this be happening? Is there an agenda? That's the question that we as truth seekers need to be asking ourselves. And, and that goes back to discernment. Why would they have this type of, of event? So I know it was a really hard thing to, to convince a lot of people a while back that a lot of those shooters during the Obama administration were actually, uh, you know, paid events. I mean, those were, and, and Alex Jones took a lot of heat for that. And uh, I think he actually did some decent reporting over the years. Now, of course, he got kind of ensnared in the Sandy Hook thing. 
And uh, I had I did not report on Sandy Hook, but I will tell you I was on the ground in Texas, I was on the ground in Vegas, I was on the ground in Florida and Orlando, so, uh, so Thousand Oaks, California. So I was at least at four, you know, aftermath um, crime scene investigations uh, during the shootings, and so I I did. That's when I started seeing there was patterns in Vegas, for example. There was a lot of people that were saying, uh, you know, multiple shooters. Uh, there was a lot of people that were saying some of the same things um, that, you know, it just led me to believe that that event was definitely, there was definitely more to that event than, uh, you know, meets the eye and, and the mainstream narrative. Now, you know, I'm not here to just go down every single rabbit hole and I'm not, you know, I don't want to spend so much time looking at what's happening in the natural that I forget what's happening in the spirit. Because again, I mean, we're people of God, we're people of faith. And so, I think it's wise for us to know these things, to understand that we should question, to understand that there is an agenda. And and that goes back, and this is what my wife always says, you know, she says, Todd, you're, you're really good at doing this, and I appreciate that she says that. But she says, in tying it back to Scripture. So how does this relate with Scripture? So we've been studying, you know, Revelations for years. We've been studying Daniel and other uh, prophetic books in the Bible. And they talk about times like this where uh, what we're starting to see with this globalist cabal, I call it the globalist cabal, is they're going towards a one world government. That's what they're attempting to do. They're attempting to put us into a one world government. So in order to do that, we, we've looked at the uh, World Economic Forum and what they proposed. And they talk about this at UN Agenda 2030, which basically you will own nothing and you will love it. And uh, also that the United States will not be the global superpower anymore. Now, isn't it interesting with a guy like Joe Biden coming in, he's just following Obama's policies, you know, dismantling the, uh, you know, the, the America first policy that President Trump uh, enacted in his term. Um, but, you know, Joe Biden just went right back to canceling. That's why he had to do uh, upwards of 30 executive orders to try to cancel everything that President Trump was able to accomplish. So, you know, as people say, elections have consequences. Now, I know many of us are still praying that this election gets overturned and that justice is uh, prevails and that the courts, you know, and the, and the cases that are going through right now with the evidence that something changes, something happens that the Lord allows uh, an expose and an exposure of what has taken place here. And I have not relented on that prayer. I still believe, I still am praying for justice. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we're praying in that direction and believing uh, that God is going to do something on our behalf. But again, I don't tie that to my faith. Whatever God decides to do, I'm going to serve him and I'm going to be on fire for him. And so, uh, you know, I, I'll mention it again, as I did on my Friday broadcast, but my wife always says, make sure that you let people know it, it's not about Donald Trump. And it's not. We are fighting because our nation is in the balance. Uh, back to this globalist agenda, you know, look what they're trying to accomplish. So they're, they're trying to diminish the United States. Uh, they're trying to also, at the same time, simultaneously attack the family unit, attack uh, religious liberty and freedoms, attack um, people of God, conservatives, Christians, white people, Asians. I mean, you name it. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's really any group that's not under attack. I know it will seem like the Democrat Party is really pro-African-American, but, you know, in reality, they're hurting us all. And so uh, I know there's many African-American people that now see that, that the Democrats are not your friends, that uh, they are just using you uh, as they have done for many, many years to, to push their agenda. But when it comes down to it, after they get in, they're not helping anybody. They're not helping the inner city. They're not helping, uh, you know, communities that are that are minority communities. Their 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 policies still. I mean, they do uh, push entitlements, but that's 
just barely enough to get by. I mean, we, you know, we, we all want to see everybody prospering and thriving. And that's what was happening under President Donald Trump is, is that he was, uh, you know, lowest African-American unemployment, lowest, uh, you know, Asian-American unemployment, lowest female American unemployment. He was pushing jobs, manufacturing, bringing back uh, the sectors that had been outsourced to other nations. And he was trying to establish those back in the United States to push back against the globalist policy. But now Joe Biden is just implementing that again. So uh, it's very upsetting. And uh, we're, this is, I think, what hurts us the most is we know that this policy, even though they're trying to make it look like everything's calm now and, oh my gosh, it's so great. Joe Biden, he's just bringing back normalcy. And you know, people are kind of looking around. They're like, wow, it's almost like how things were before the pandemic. I mean, things are getting kind of back to normal. Well, that's the illusion that they want you to think as they destroy our country. So don't be deceived by that because they are still pushing forward with their agenda. Now, that's why I, I feel like it's it's the obligation of the Christians, of the church, to pray that this is turned around. It's the obligation of us. It's just like when they, you know, the children of Israel were, were in captivity. You know, would you not pray for, to, for the Lord to deliver you? I mean, you know, if you're a political prisoner, if you're a prisoner in your own country, um, you're going to be pr praying for deliverance. You're going to be praying that God intervenes. So that's why I think it's so silly that people are mad at Christians or pastors like myself that are praying for God to deliver us, to, for him to move on our behalf, to have faith that he can actually do that. Well, first of all, he's done it. There's historical precedent many times, and I believe he's willing to do it again. But you know, if the church doesn't step up, if we're not interceding, if we're not praying, then he might not do it. I mean, let's just be honest. So, but there's a lot of people that just want to say, okay, well, now we're prisoners and this is just the way it's going to be. And we have to learn how to live this way. I don't look at it that way. I think that we need to learn how to be overcomers. We are overcomers and that we know that there's power in prayer. And so if we, as the body of Christ, pray and intercede that God will respond to the prayers of the righteous, I think that's doctrinally sound. And I, I'm, I, my heart hurts that many people don't see that. But again, these are the same people that don't see anything that we've talked about on the broadcast today. In fact, many people can't even have these types of conversations because they'll tell you that you're crazy. And it's so silly to me because again, you know, I study these things. I go to the websites. I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else. I'm just saying I study it. But if you studied it, and I think you have, but you know, other people studied it, they would see that this information is all readily available. None of it is a conspiracy. The conspiracy is, is that they've tried to tell us it's a conspiracy. The conspiracy is, is that they're literally doing this right in our faces and there's still people that believe them. And that to me just shows the lack of discernment. And that's where I get a, a righteous anger as I look at the body of Christ and I say, we need to be more understanding what's going on here as this is our destruction and our imprisonment that's literally being talked about right now. They're literally talking about how they can uh, take away biblical Christianity and bring us into a one world government. And guess what comes along with that, by the way, a one world religion. And they're going to call Christians that are Bible believing Christians that are true Christians, doctrinally sound Christians. They're going to call us crazy and hate groups and you better believe they'll try to cancel us. And unfortunately, those that have been attending seeker-friendly, you know, fluffy fluff churches, they're going to probably be deceived to go into this one world religion because they're not going to understand the word of God. They don't have enough uh, substance in their study time with the word of God. In fact, most people, let's just be honest, that go to church, that is their study time. They don't study during the week. They only study when they hear the messages. And so they really don't know the word very well because they haven't done a lot of study over the years and they're ill-equipped. And the Bible says, my people die for lack of knowledge. 
So all the things that we talk about and the reason why this resonates with you and it resonates with me when we have these remnant conversations and why this podcast is growing, to be honest with you, is because people are hungry. They want real meat. They don't want to just talk about the same old, same old stuff. They, they see things going on in our world and they're like, why isn't this pastor talking about what's actually happening in our world? It's like they're almost living in another reality. So we have to be talking about this stuff right now because there is an evil group of people. Now, is it spiritual in nature? Of course. Ultimately, it's a spiritual battle between light versus darkness. I know that. And that's why I don't like to get in the weeds too much because then if you report on something and then it ends up being a little bit off or a little bit incorrect, they're going to point every finger they can at you because they're looking to discredit us as people of God. Now, of course, if CNN gets a story wrong, you don't even hear about it. They get stories wrong all the time. But no one will say anything about CNN. But if Pastor Todd has one thing in his reporting that might be slightly off, you better believe everybody's going to point their finger. Why? Because the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He wants to discredit me because I'm speaking the truth that can set the captive free. Does that make sense? So that's why we're, we're dealing with warfare. Now, I'll give you another example of warfare. You know, these, these big corporations, these big ministries, you know, big megachurches, that don't preach the truth, that, that the ones, I'm not, there are some that do, so don't get me wrong, but I'm talking about the ones that are almost like state churches. They get funding, ladies and gentlemen. Some of these churches get lots of funding. And because they get that funding, they also don't talk about things like I'm talking about. So here they are, these, these people get very wealthy. The ministry is very wealthy. They have these beautiful buildings and, these, and all these stuff, but you never hear them address any of these things. I'm gonna tell you why. Because if they did, they would lose their funding and also a good portion of their church and the tithers. And that's the issue. Now, people say, wait a minute, you just dropped a bombshell. What do you mean they get funding? Well, I've, I've researched over the years. There's many different ways that some of the larger churches have gotten funding. Now, one of the most recent is during the coronavirus pandemic when many churches received a lot of funding uh, because of what happened with the uh, coronavirus and they were shut down. They got you know some money. And I know some good churches got that money too. And I get it. And that was under President Trump too. So I'm not here to attack you, but I'm just saying that was the most recent example. But there was during the Obama administration, a program where uh, the deep state, you know, the letter agencies were working with some churches. And I was actually surprised to see some of these people that were connected that it didn't show the full list, but you know, uh, where they received money. And these were the, this is actually, in fact, um, one of my friends who's a Christian reporter, he said, Todd, if you ever break this story, this will be one of the biggest stories ever. It, well, I guess I'm breaking it right now, but I'm not going to get in it too much. But this is a real report. And remember, I told you my credibility is important. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you something. If you need the links and information, I can send it to you. But we did uh, research and we found that there were churches that were receiving government funding during the Obama administration as part of a program that if the government needed to get control of the people, they would use some of these ministers as mouthpieces to push their agenda. It would be a way that they can uh, craft the hearts and minds of the people. This was something that the Obama administration not only looked into, but actually funded. And I believe funded these churches. So what I, what I would say about that is there are state churches, just like in China, you know, just like the Church of England, there's state churches. And unfortunately, those churches uh, are not real churches. They're there are churches that are not preaching the full gospel. If you look at what the state church is doing in China, they don't preach the full gospel. And so this is what we're going to probably deal with more, especially under a Biden administration here, is there's going to be a separation of the sheep versus the goats, ladies and gentlemen. And so the challenge is, is those big ministries and those, and again, don't I don't want you to think every big ministry is bad because I know a lot of megachurch pastors that are awesome and that love the Lord. Uh, I can think of a few right at the top of my head. 
uh, you know, really, really good pastors. I don't want to start naming names because then I, you know, but Jensen Franklin, okay, I'll name, you know, he's a good man. Um, you know, uh, Rodney Howard Brown, I know him personally, amazing man of God. I mean, I can just go on and on, Jack Hibbs. So there are some really big churches that are really patriots and people of God. So I don't want you to think that they're not. But there are also some that are compromised, and you need to know that. And so there is a separation uh, that's happening, and I think uh, people are starting to see that, especially those that are seeking the truth. So we just need to be aware of that. The other challenge with that is, is guys like me and the smaller ministries, we have a harder time. And even though I say smaller ministry, there's a lot of people, and I don't say this to boast, but there's a lot of people that's, this is by the grace of God, that are listening to this program. I mean, the numbers are pretty impressive. I'll be honest with you. We're, we're now ranking on the podcast networks. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Like in the Christian uh, world, we're, you know, we're, we're up there. Um, and so, you know, I think God's just can, excuse me, going to continue to expand the territory. But I do want to say, um, you know, it's like David versus Goliath every single day. And I, I trust on, you know, that God is going to continue to bring in finances. That's going to help us to do this work. That's all we can do is trust him. I thank you to those that partner with us. Um, we're going to talk about every issue that the remnant body of Christ needs to know about. We're going to talk through every single one. And also, we're not going to give up on praying for God to move in our, on our behalf in faith. And so I'm going to stand on the promise of God, on his word, and that's what this program is going to do. We are going to do that every single day where we stand for truth, righteousness, we believe that people are getting set free, that they're going to get healed and delivered. They're waking up. They're seeing. This is going to be a great awakening period where many, many Americans are going to wake up. And, and many people that love President Trump on this program, you say, well, you know, how can we, uh, you know, support and honor him? You know, we want to see him back in power. I get it. And so do I. And maybe he will be. But here's the thing. The best way that we can honor our president's legacy um, is, is to continue the movement. Of, of awakening people and showing people the farce of the globalist cabal. And uh, by the way, when you talk against them, you're really dealing with spiritual warfare because you're waking people up to the demonic and to the things that are happening in this world. And we're going to get, I'm telling you, I'm going to dive into this so deep. You guys don't even know my background yet. I'm going to get into what I saw in Hollywood as a young actor. I'm going to get into so many things. We're going to just blow this stuff up so that people can see what the reality is. And again, I'm not going to report on anything that I can't verify. I'm not going to report on, you know, I'll tell you if it's an opinion or I'll tell you, uh, you know, hey, this is a theory or this is what people are saying. But I will also tell you when this is verified. And so you can, this is a long-term relationship. We're going to be in a long-term relationship together as we walk this out as the remnant warriors. So thank you for tuning in to this Monday version of the podcast. You can always visit for up to the minute information on toddcoconato.com. It's T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com or theremnantnews.com or rmntnews.com. And by the way, if you would like to help us, we would really appreciate it. You know, even if you could do like a little monthly amount, that's huge because the more people that can do that, uh, the more that we have guaranteed because sometimes it's so kind and somebody will give a little bit of money here or there, and then they'll kind of forget about us. But we have expenses and an overhead to get this show out there and to do the ministry and the things that we're doing. We have a lot of plans. I want to lay those all out one of these days, but uh, there's just been so much time, you know, so so little time. And so a lot of things we're doing. We got the uh, the Remnant Podcast Network, which is remnantpodcastnetwork.com. Uh, we have other people that are going to be putting their shows on there soon uh, that are other remnant pastors that speak similar messages or uh, could maybe color in some lines and some things that I'm not talking about, but that are remnant people that we can trust. 
there's just a lot of things going on. We're putting together uh, a, a group of churches that are standing together, uh, you know, in, in this hour uh, against persecution on religious liberties. So many different things. So when you contribute to this ministry, you're funding all these different things. You're helping us get the message out. So anyway, appreciate you guys. I will be back later today with Kirk Cameron. And if I don't talk to you then, then I will talk to you tomorrow. God bless.